Hey, what's up, everybody? For your fix of fitness, health, life, and laughs, you know where it's at. That's right, it's at the podcast with your host, yours truly, Adam Pullman. Hello and welcome to uh, the podcast. This is where your health, fitness, and nutrition questions are answered by me, Adam, uh, a personal trainer and nutrition coach. So here's how the show works. Listeners just like you send in questions on Instagram. Uh, If you have a question that you would like to have answered, go ahead and find me on Instagram. My handle is Adam underscore Pullman Fit. And then go to my Instagram story on Sundays. You'll see a question box that says, ask me a question. That's where you can submit as uh, burp, excuse me. <laughs> you can submit as many questions uh, as you would like about health, fitness, nutrition, whatever the freaking heck you want, uh, honestly. And then I'll answer them here on the show for you. So that's how this whole show works. It's all surrounded about, it's all about you guys. It's not about me. It's about you guys uh, and your questions. If you, um, if you happen to enjoy this episode uh, where we're going to be talking about artificial sweeteners and calorie deficits, uh, spread the love, share it with your friends and family, let them know that there's a show uh, where they can get all of their own health, fitness, and nutrition questions answered. So speaking of that, like I said, in this show, we're talking about artificial sweeteners like sucralose, aspartame, things like that. What are what are my thoughts? How should you guys approach a world of artificially sweetened things? Okay. And then the next one is about a calorie deficit where you're eating fewer calories uh, than you are burning in the day. How, what, the, what should that deficit be? Like a 10% deficit, 20%, 15 Where should we be for optimal fat loss? All right, that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, if you want more free resources as well, other than this show, you can go ahead and get download any of our free guides, read any of our free articles uh, at PullmanFitness.com slash free. That's P-O-E-H-L-M-A-N-N Fitness.com slash free. All right, today's first question is from Adventure Link, and the question is, what are your thoughts on artificial sweeteners like sucralose? Okay, so, as you guys probably already know, uh, there are a lot of things out there that are artificially sweetened. We got sucralose, uh, aspartame, those are two very, very popular ones. You'll likely see aspartame in diet sodas, um, and you'll likely see sucralose. Eh? I've seen some sucralose in diet sodas as well. Uh, but sucralose is also is used in a lot of supplements, uh, is what I've noticed. Um, but they're everywhere, okay? Especially when you have zero sugar things, stevia and erythritol. Uh, I don't know. I never pronounced that right. Um, but it's a it's a sugar alcohol. So stevia and that sugar alcohol, they're often used a little bit more, and they're coming on the up and up since people are tr- are starting to shy away from artificial sweeteners. But most of the time, people are going to use these artificial sweeteners. It's cheap. It's easy. And the studies aren't completely conclusive on the negative things, negative effects. So you'll see a lot of people say, oh, it causes cancer. Uh, it causes this. It causes that. Cancer is a big one. Uh, but the fact of the matter is we just don't know. That has not been shown to have uh, consuming artificial sweeteners has not been shown to have direct negative effects, physiologically speaking, like causing cancer, for example. Okay. Um, However, in my opinion, that doesn't mean that we should just consume them like crazy because, oh, it's zero calories. It doesn't matter. This is still a, a synthetic, a foreign thing. That's, it's not a natural thing that we're putting into our body. And it hasn't been around for that long. So we also don't know, you know, if someone consumed 
Diet Cokes every single day for their whole life, what exactly that would do. We're, we're just still not that sure yet, as far as I know, okay? Um, but anyway, even if the, the research isn't conclusive on having those really bad negative effects, I don't feel like that's an excuse for us to consume them like crazy because it's still a foreign thing coming into your body and it's not natural. And despite what a lot of papers may say about the physiological effects, these artificial sweeteners do have psychological effects. Um, for example, they are definitely going to make you crave, or I should say influence you to crave sweeter things. Okay. If you look at a lot of, a lot of studies, a lot of people who consume artificially flavored beverages, things like that, also consume a lot of other sweetened items, a lot of other crappy processed foods. Now, our automatic assumption would be it's going to be better. Artificial sweeteners are going to be better because if they're replacing zero calories for, or, or sorry, if they're replacing 140 calories a few times a day for zero calories a few times a day, that should help with fat loss. But the problem is, one, when those people consume those uh, artificially sweetened drinks, they think, oh, it's zero calories. I'm also going to have a cookie because that's zero calories. Therefore, I have the room to have that cookie. Okay. And it's also going to influence what they are craving throughout the rest of the day, the week, the months, depending on how much you use it. I definitely notice this, that when I have, because I like, I like Diet Coke. I'll have a Diet Coke here and there. I'm a big fan. Uh, like once a month, I really like them if we're like on a road trip or we're, we're driving a long ways. I love going to the gas station and getting a Diet Coke. It's kind of one of those like Coke and movie theater things, you know, like for me, when you're on, when I'm on a, a long car ride, it's just like, man, I want a Diet Coke. And so I'll have one here and there. And there's nothing wrong with that in moderation, you know. Um, but uh, shoot, what was I saying? Oh, anyway, I noticed that when I have them, um, I, I do notice that I start to crave sweeter things throughout the day. Um, and I noticed that day after too, that I just want sweeter things. Now I am a sweet tooth naturally, but I do feel that it is heightened and increased whenever I have an artificially, uh, sweetened, uh, drink. Okay. It's also going to affect the way your taste buds react to normally, uh, sweetened food, naturally sweetened food. So for example, if you had diet Cokes consistently for a while, highly processed foods consistently for a while, and then you went to have a strawberry or a blueberry or an apple or a mango, it, it might not taste that great. It might be kind of bland because these, these artificially sweetened drinks have hijacked your, your, your palate, essentially. And it's starting to influence the, what, what you crave, how you taste things. And so you're going to naturally start to go more towards that. I don't, I, I don't want to believe, I don't feel like they, they created, created it with that in mind. I think they're really just trying to find something sweet. Um, but that is one of the effects potentially of consuming that uh, is that you're just going to start to gravitate towards more processed stuff and the more natural stuff just isn't going to taste the same just because the chemical makeup of the sweetener and the sugar is different in the way it hits your tongue, things like that. Um, so those those are the potential, those are the negatives of, of drinking artificially uh, flavored sweeteners on a consistent basis. Um, does that mean I feel like they should be avoided? Absolutely not. Uh, like I said, I enjoy a Diet Coke here and there. I'm trying to think if there's something else that I enjoy that's artificially sweetened. I do have a lot more stuff that has stevia in it. Like there's a there's an energy drink that's um, quote unquote natural, and it's sweetened with stevia uh, extract, stevia leaf extract, um, and I'll have that uh, here and there on a rare occasion. Um, 
let's see what else that's i mean that's pretty much it as far as artificially sweetened stuff for me uh so you don't need to avoid them but just, just have them in moderation just like most other highly processed junky type of things have them in moderation okay they're not going to directly kill you uh that we've seen, but don't worry about that. It's not going to cause you to become obese. It's also not going to cause you to lose a ton of weight. Um, just be aware of the decision you're making and just remember to have it in moderation and remember to have as many whole natural foods as you possibly can. That way you can keep your palate and those taste buds, uh, in its perfect homeostasis. All right. Uh, next question is from Amanda. I never know how to pronounce your last name, Amanda. I'm so sorry. Uh, next question is from Amanda Thyralt. Oh, 21. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Um, but the question is, what is a reasonable calorie deficit? 10%, 15%, what would you suggest? Okay. Um, really, this is going to, so for those of you that are listening, calorie deficit is just, it's, it's a fancy way of saying you're, you're eating fewer calories and you're burning in the day. You're burning more calories than you are taking in. Okay. So you're burning 2000 calories a day. You're taking in 1800 calories a day. Uh, and what this is, what this causes you to do is because of the law of thermodynamics, you're going to lose weight of some sort. Could be fat, could be muscle, could be bone density. It could be a lot of different things. Okay. Um, it's likely not going to be bone density unless you're super old, but, uh, you're going to lose weight of some sort. Okay. So it, being in a deficit makes fat loss a lot easier, which is why it's talked about. And in my opinion, glorified way too much, but that's why I talk, why it's talked about so much. Uh, and so she wants to know, you know, what kind of decrease should she have from her, her, her maintenance? Uh, should it be a 10% decrease, 15%? Uh, there's no magic answer for this. The advice that I'm going to give, what I'm going to say is that it depends on your goal. Okay. It also depends on how fast you want to get to your goal and how much you're willing to sacrifice in order to get to that goal, both lifestyle wise and muscle mass wise, muscle mass, uh, more importantly, you know, there are a lot of people that don't, that don't really comprehend the power that muscle and strength give you when it comes to losing fat because your metabolism is just is just freaking roaring and you can eat an insane amount of food not an insane but you can eat so much more food and maintain your weight if not lose it and that's that makes fat loss a whole hell of a lot easier okay so in my opinion you want to do it in a manner that's going to allow you to keep as much muscle and strength as humanly possible okay and that usually means that you're going in a smaller deficit and you're going slow. You're doing the tortoise race instead of the hare. Okay. If you're like, screw the muscle, I don't give a rat's ass. I need to get rid of this 10 pounds of body fat as soon as I possibly can. Um, then it can be a more drastic deficit. Okay. But when it's drastic, you also have to consider the two things. One, can I stick to this consistently to make it happen? Two, when I'm done, am I going to be able to slowly build back up without going back to what I normally ate and putting it all back on because that happens a ton. A lot of people are like, okay, I'm eating 2000 calories. Uh, I'm going to start eating 1100 calories. Boom. Weight comes off. Then they're like, oh, okay, the weight's off. I'm going to start eating a little bit more now. Then they go to 1500 calories, eh, 16, 1700. Before you know it, the weight's right back on when what they should have done is just slowly ease back into it. 11, 1100 calories, lost all their fat. That's great. All right, let's go to 1150 weights maintaining the same. Great. Let's go to 1200 weights, the same. Awesome. Let's go to 1250, you know, very, very, very small increments to work it back up to get your maintenance at a higher number. So that way you're not at risk to put all that fat back on. So those are the things you have to weigh out. I don't think there's a right answer as far as percentage goes. Um, I'll give you some more insight on what I like to do 
excuse me, with my clients, um, I like to go slow. I, I, I like to go slow just because, um, it, it allows them to keep the muscle. Uh, it allows them to lose fat more consistently over a period of time. So we'll do anywhere from 50 to 150 calorie decreases per week. So let's say one of these clients is whatever, eating 2000 calories maintenance. Uh, we're going to take it down to 1900 one week. See how far we get with that. See, see what kind of changes we see. If it's working, I'm going to freaking leave it. I'm not touching that. I'm not touching it. If it's not working, okay, let's try 1800. Okay, that worked a little bit. Let's keep it. I'm going to go slow. I'm going to go really, really slow. And I usually won't go, especially with females I, and males, but I won't go any lower than I, I get really uneasy uh, and uncomfortable when I when there's someone at like 1400 calories. I don't like that. I think that's extremely low just because it's not sustainable. So that's the point where I'm like, hey, uh, I'm glad we're at this point, but it's time to start building it back up because we got your we got to get your metabolism back up to what it was, if not better, so we can continue this fat loss journey without compromising your your nourishment uh, and your overall health. So um, that's what I like to do. I like to go slow and steady, and I also do uh, alternate between uh, a deficit and a surplus or a deficit and a maintenance. Uh, fluctuations in studies have been shown to help people a lot when it comes to uh, seeing results. So what you want to try to do is, you know, at the end of your period or at the end of your, you can do, you can do those fluctuations with like four days of your week, you're in a deficit, three days a week, you're in a surplus. Um, I used to do that when I first started coaching people, but I realized that was hard for people to stick to. So what I ended up doing and what's worked really, really well since then is I've done, okay, we're going to do three weeks at a deficit uh, and slowly going down. And then we're going to go two weeks back up to maintenance or maybe a surplus. And, and at the end of those five weeks, we're still in, if you do the math, we're still in a deficit. It's not like those surpluses are taking us back over what we originally planned with those deficits. Or we'll do maybe four weeks of a deficit, two weeks of a surplus. Really just kind of depends on the goal, how they want to approach it. Um, but usually I do a minimum of two weeks either way because I just want to see that they're consistent. So um, that's how you can do it, Amanda. I hope that helps. Guys, if you have questions that you would like to send into the show, go ahead and find me on Instagram. My handle is Adam underscore Pullman Fit. You can find me there. Uh, and then on my uh, Instagram story every Sunday, you'll see a box that says, ask me a question. That's your green light to submit as many health, fitness, and nutrition questions um, as you would like. And uh, that's that's it. That's it. Yeah. Let, and if you enjoy this episode, um, spread the love. Share this episode with your friends and family. Let them know that this is where they can go to get all of their questions answered when it comes to health, fitness, nutrition, anything like that. And then you can get more free resources. Uh, download any of our free guides at PullmanFitness.com slash free. That's P-O-E-H-L-M-A-N-N Fitness.com slash free. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe it is over already. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Hey, listen in. If you have a health and fitness goal that you are trying to reach, I don't know what else to say other than to say it must be a match made in heaven. If you didn't know already, Pullman Fitness exists to transform the body, mind, and spirit through personal coaching and sustainable fitness plans for any stage of life. So if you want to reach your goals, build sustainability, and enjoy life all at the same time, you guys got to check out Premier Coaching at Pullman Fitness. From custom tailored programming to 24-7 access to your personal coach, you'll have everything that you need to succeed. You guys can find out a lot more about Premier Coaching as well as our membership program at PullmanFitness.com. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, share the love by leaving a five-star review and introducing the podcast to your friends and family. As always, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, this is the podcast.